This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in-play betting. Watch the action, predict the action and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big, it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bring down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Steps back for Arfield. 1-0 Burley. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal. What a goal from Robbie Blake. Burnley's first goal in the Premier League. It's something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the fire back in it. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. Here goes Mike Conroy. Still time for a winner, baby. John Francis! They came to York in their thousands. They're going home as champions. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yes! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice! At the Amex Stadium! Burnley a level and deserve to be!
Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast. Full-time show, get in there. The Clarets have won. I left that on screen. I didn't mean to leave that on screen. I do apologise. But the Clarets have won. And not just won, they have annihilated somebody. Again, it's been coming, hasn't it? We feel like it's been coming a little bit. I know we dicked Wigan, but I felt our oh, Wigan aren't really that good. Um, Swansea came to the turf with confidence. The lad on the Swansea pre-game show was confident. He's like, oh, I think we can finish in the top six. I think we can keep this form, run of form going against some very good side, including yourselves. I think they play Norwich soon as well. Um, and they've got Cardiff, actually, um, on Saturday, I think it is, or probably Sunday on TV, isn't it? Um, but they were confident and we absolutely dismantled them. Absolutely dismantled them. We were superb, weren't we? Absolutely fantastic. We were by far and away the better side. We deserved to win 4-0. If anything, it could have been 5 or 6. Um, they didn't even lay a glove on us. What I will say is for the first 10 minutes, I thought they were okay. Uh, they were pressing us. They were coming at us. Um, and I thought, hey, these these guys are actually going to come for us here and, and, they, and they might do pretty well. Um, but then we just kind of learned how to beat their press, didn't we? And we learned how to beat the lines. We learned just to, just to let them come at us and play the triangles, get in behind. And then, you know, we, we, we've got the advantage there because we're breaking the lines and there's four players behind our player. Apologies for smacking the microphone there. Um, and then when they pressed us, we just dealt with it very, very well, like I said. And then when we pressed them, they couldn't handle that and they rushed, they kicked the ball, they lost possession. I would, I'll be honest, I was disappointed with Swansea. I'm not taking anything away from Burnley at all. We made them look average. And let's be fair, that they've won their last four games, as I said earlier. And if that's how we make informed teams look, then we're going to do very, very well. However, uh, we'll get into it. I'm not on my own today, by the way. Sean is here. We will get into it and have a proper debate about the game soon. Um, but I do feel... There's two t- two times this season that a team has come at us and attacked us and pressed us. Wigan and Swansea. Look look what's happened to both of them. Um, but all these other teams, your Cardiffs, your Stokes, your Prestons, they've all just sat back against us. Coventry, they sat back for 85 minutes at home. Um, they've just sat back against us and that's where we've struggled. Um, all right, all right, we're top of the league, so we haven't struggled that much. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, we, we could have easily, easily, like, be, be have more points on the board and have won more games. But one defeat all season. Um, Sheffield United and Norwich have both lost three times. So, you know, it just shows how well we all have actually doing. But get your comments in. Like I said, we, we have got Sean here. I will bring Sean in, in in a couple of minutes. But get your comments in as well. So it's always good to read some of the comments out. Trucker Jenkins says, after a nervy 10 minutes or so with Swansea living up to their recent reputation, we absolutely battered them. About time someone took a hiding on the turf. A brilliant Burnley performance. Pretty much just spot on, mate. You've nailed it. Pretty much everything that I said there. Uh, Mike Green says, evening, Joe. Evening, Mike. Caught you all, buddy. Great win. Um, and even better against the second best team in South Wales. I think Mike is a Newport fan. He's not a Cardiff fan, I know that much. Um, I think he's a Newport fan. Simon Edmondson, good to see Simon in the chat again. How are you doing, mate? Oh, you're okay. He says, felt it in my blood. J-Rob was going to bag today. Well, he didn't just bag, mate. He bagged twice. So there's something right about your blood. There is something right about your blood. And then he follows it up and says, it's great to have a good squad to bring Bassey on, etc. with 20, 25 men's looking good at them all. Yeah, I did say that to my dad at the time. Like, Obviously, Teller had that bit of an injury down by the Jimmy McElroy stand, didn't he? Um, and then he were, he were hobbling on and then you thought, oh, he can probably play on. But I was saying to the guy next to me and my dad, I was like, there's probably no point in, you know, we're already 4-0 up. Oh, it might be 3-0 at the time, I can't remember, but we were winning and, and cruising. So there's, there's there's nobody, 
There's, sorry, there's no reason to, to keep him on the pitch and risk him. We now have the squad depth to be able to take him off. And even if we didn't have the squad depth, to be fair, we're winning 3-4-0, so what does it matter? Um, but even then, we had we had the squad depth to be able to take him off and then rest him for the next game, which is, of course, on Wednesday against Birmingham. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm sure someone will tell me. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great place to be in, is it, Simon? And, and, and you know, it, it's, it's looking good at the minute, isn't it? Um, just before I bring Sean in, of course, I've already mentioned um, that we are top of the league, but I'll tell you what I will do. I will put it on the screen for us all to see, because it might not last that long, let's be honest. It might not last that long. Norwich are playing tonight, so it might not last that long. Um, I probably should have prepared this before, and there you go. So you've got Burnley, top of the league. I'll just zoom in a little bit so you can see it better on your screens. There you go. you got Burn. Oh, I've cut us off. Cut us off. There you go. Live TV for you. So Burnley top of the league. Uh, recent form is 1-1, draw-draw-1. Sheffield United, they have fallen absolutely off the boil, haven't they? They've only picked up two points in their last four games. Admittedly, they do have a lot of injuries, so I do feel for Sheffield United. I do still feel they are the best team or the best team. I'm going to say the best team in the league there, but I think if we play like we do today for the rest of the season, I, I, do, I do believe it'll be us. Um, but they're the best team to challenge us, I think, at the minute. Um, when they get their players back, they'll be a very, very, very tough nut to crack uh, and we'll do very, very well to finish above them uh, when they've got all their players back. They've got so many injuries. It's, it's bordering on a joke how many injuries they've got, but it's better for us, isn't it? If I was going to say, if Blackpool can get a point there, um, then they might start falling away, but of course, Blackpool got a point against us. And it was a pretty much exactly the same sort of game as well. Um, there were two in the loop. Right, Blackpool came back to 3-2 rather than rather than 2-1. Uh, th- uh, yeah, 2-1, sorry. But they were 2-0 uh, up and then Blackpool came back and then, then they scored later on. But it sounds like a crazy game there because there were four sendings off as well. Uh, anyway, I digress. Um, but we're top of the league on 25 points. Then come Sheffield United on 25 points. The reason why we might not be top of the league for a while is because Norwich are playing tonight in around half an hour, actually. Um, and they're playing Watford and I think it's at Watford. Uh, but Watford have been a little bit shite, let's be honest. So... Um, we'll see what that ends up. If, if obviously if they win, they'll go on twenty-seven points, so they'll be top of the league. Um, but you know, second is fine at this stage of the season. Second is fine at the end of the season. Let's be honest. Um, then comes QPR joint with Norwich on twenty-four points. Then comes the Horse Fiddlers. They've played a game more than everybody else though on twenty-four points because uh, they lost against Wigan in midweek. Do you remember? You know that side we beat five-one. Uh, they, they lost down there. Um, then comes Reading as well, who they look like. I, I said Reading had fall. They've lost their last two and haven't won in three. So it's looking very, very positive. Uh, Simon Evanson's in the chat again. He says, Jordan Bayer looks better every time I see him. Class for such a young lad. I tell you what, the two we've got at the back, they might not be at the World Cup this year, but they will definitely be at the World Cup in four years, playing for England and but Germany. Is Bayer German? I think he is. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll bring Sean in, because Sean will probably know the answer to that question. Sean, how you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm not bad, thanks. You? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Um, before we get on to the game, Bayer's German, isn't he? I think I, I know so. he comes from a German team. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. It is gonna yeah, German football player. I've Googled it. Yeah, there you go. Could have just Googled it, couldn't I? Um, but Edward Bellis will be playing for England at the World Cup in four years, maybe eight years. Um, it's better than Iron Maguire now, let's be honest. Um, and I think Bayer could be playing for Germany. So they, them two are class, aren't they? But let's get into it then. Sean, what were your thoughts on the game today and Burnley's brilliant performance? Well, um before the game, looking at their form. I thought it could be a bit of a tougher test than we've had recently. Mm. Um, but I thought, you know, 
everyone else has kind of turned up at Turf Moor and parked the bus for 90 minutes and we've had to break them down. Uh, I didn't think they'd do that. I thought they'd come and try and play football. And they did. And for the first 10 minutes or so, we were struggling to get on the ball. We were struggling to find our passes. Uh, and it looked like it might be a more difficult game. And then after 10 minutes, we kind of got to grips with it, got our foot on the ball, and they couldn't move with us after that. We just did the same thing as them, but way better than them. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? Do you think we just learnt... Do you think we were just, for the first 10 minutes, kind of like feeling them out and just thinking like, all right, we'll, we'll just see what the crack is here, um, see how, how, they, how they're trying to play, uh, and, and, then, and, then, and then sort of like gauge our plan? Um, or do you think it was just a case of, of we we just looked at them and thought that oh, they're doing it, we, we can do it better than them sort of thing? I'm not sure. It could be a bit of both. Um, I know early in the season, there were a few games that we started quite slowly. It took us about 10 mm. minutes to get going in a couple of games. I remember uh, the Luton game would be an example where we conceded in the first three or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, Hull as well. Or maybe it was just we expected them to turn up and park the bus like everyone else has done. Yeah, mate, you're probably right, mate. It probably just shocked us. <coughs> Excuse me. It probably just shocked us when somebody like, actually come at us. We were just like, all oh, right, so th- this is how you play football then, is it? Um, rather than, you know, teams like Coventry sitting back for 85 minutes. Um, I want to talk about individual performances as well. It's hard to pick people out, but we, we are going to have to pick a man of the match uh, later on. We won't do that just yet. Everybody in the comments, you know, get your man of the matches ready. Don't put it in there yet. We'll do it later on. Um, someone's going to put it in. Just for me. I know they are. Um, but... I was surprised to see a bit of stick. Admittedly, it was only one or two accounts. Um, a bit of stick when Anasarure was included in the squad, uh, in the starting eleven. Because every time he's come on, I've been very impressed with him. I think there was one game where he came on as a sub where it was a little quiet because he came on, Mike, I knew, I knew someone to do it, um, because he came on and, and he wasn't very... Uh, he didn't get involved, but he, he came on quite late. Uh, and then I think in the first half against Coventry, he was quite poor. But second half... It was really, really good. And today, it was absolutely sensational, wasn't it? But I do want to talk about Zorro. What are your thoughts on him? Because he looks a real player, doesn't he? he? He looks brilliant. He's still he's still very young, isn't he? A teenager still, I think? Uh, yes, I think well, so. Very early 20s, if he is in his 20s. He looks brilliant. Um, even at Coventry, where, as you say, he was quiet in the first half. I remember there was one cross he put in with the outside of his foot that no one was expecting. And Jay Neal, 21 he is. There we go. So he's a young player and he's really exciting. And to have someone who will get the ball and run at people and he, he wants to take them on and then he'll do it again. Let's have skill. And we've got a few players that do that now. Yeah. But apart from Corne last year, we've not had that for ages. I mean, we had Dwight, but he'd he'd run at somebody. And then run around in circles and then fa- yeah. and fast it back. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. But I, th- I think he's the best at doing that. And he mm. was on. Um, he was on on the side, and they kept getting all overlapped by um, who, who was it, uh, Vitinho, and then they'd swap around, and then he'd be playing well with Martson. I, I just thought he was brilliant as well. I saw I saw Vitinho and um, uh, Martson swap around a couple of times as well, and it was just good to see the fluidity. I mean, we, we we've talked about it before on the show, haven't we? The fluidity of the formation, and we kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, but it's it's another another discussion now is is Vitinho. He played very very well again. I would be disappointed to see Connor Roberts didn't play against his boyhood club because it was going to be interesting oh, to man. see how, how he did play against them. Um, 
who knows? Somebody sent me a, a DM who will remain anonymous saying, I wonder if there's anything to do with him refusing to play against his boy club. He didn't say he had refused, he was saying he'd wondered. Um, but again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, and I don't really want to get into that in case there's someone that someone will be mad at me for. Um, but it's does 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 con and basically I'm going round the houses to ask you, does Connor Roberts get back into the squad now? And for me, I, I don't I don't think he does. I don't I don't see how we can bring Connor Roberts back into the squad other than a rotational purpose. If you if you want to pick your fully strong starting eleven, I think for me now you've got to go Vitinho on the right and Martin on the left. Yeah, I've seen Connor Roberts get some stick on Twitter over the last few weeks, um, and I thought he's been pretty good. Obviously, midweek uh, last week he got the winner, didn't he? So yeah. he's not. I don't think he's been bad. Um, other people probably disagree with that. Um, and he he can be very good going forwards as he was when he was at Swansea, which is what we were all excited about when we signed him. But um, obviously, when he's been playing this season, he's kind of sat in as a third centre back when we we're on the ball, which Vitinho and Martin don't do. And Cullen's dropped in to how we probably expected him to play when we signed yeah. him. That's what he did at Anderlecht. Um, it's probably it's difficult for us to to get back in, but I don't think it's through him doing anything wrong. It's just Vitinho so exciting, and also, you know, for the first goal, for one fullback to assist the other, yeah, that's the kind of thing Liverpool do. Yeah, and you know what? I'll just I'll just quickly read Harry's comment out here because I don't, I don't want to change subjects and then come back to it. But he does say, been saying this for weeks, Vitinho has to be first choice now, but then Harry does follow that up by saying, I don't think Roberts has been poor. I think the fans are harder than Vitinho is just a better player. And and I think I agree with Harry on this one, to be honest. I, I do. I think Conor Roberts has still got a part to play. I think he'll probably play on Wednesday, maybe, and then and then bring Vitinho back in on, on Saturday, or maybe Vitinho again Wednesday and Roberts on Saturday, depending. Because obviously, as you mentioned earlier, we have options now, we have the depth. I think Conor Roberts will still have um, a role to play by, by coming in um, when other players need resting or, 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 or things like that. But yeah, you mentioned that there. And even at 4 0, there's a guy behind me. Um, and all he does, I thought I were bad, mate, right? Honestly, <laughs> when we conceded against Stoke, I, I, I was up. I was like, yeah, fucking useless. I get quite out of it. Then I sit down, I'm like, all right, fair enough. Like, we're a bit over the top. Like, you're useless. Can't believe you've done it again. Learn your lesson, Burnley, and all this, right? And I thought I were quite miserable. We're 4 0 up today. And the guy, be like, just get in the box, just cross it in the box. Why are you not crossing uh-huh. it? But when. I obviously I am an advocate of doing both. Like, I think if the cross is on, put the cross in. If the cross isn't on and their box is crowded, there's no real reason to put the cross in. We can pass it around and maybe try and get a goal in the way we got the fourth goal by playing a nice little neat ball to Jay, firing mm. it in the bottom corner. Um, but it's good to see that we can do both, isn't it? Because like you said, one fullback crossed it in for the other fullback header, not the best header in the world, but um, it went in, didn't it? So yeah, it, it's good to see us playing both sort of ways, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. There have been times, certainly early in the season, where the cross could have gone in and it's come out and been recycled and ended up back with the centre-backs we've got to start again. And it's been frustrating for us because for years, if we're used to, if the cross is on, it goes in. Like, yeah. And that's what we looked for, is get the cross in. And now we're not doing it. And as fans, it's taken us a while to adjust to it, I think. But for the players... Maybe they'd, they'd gone too far away from it and now they're bringing it back in. And because we weren't doing it for a while, I think it's catching teams out as well. If you look at how much space Fatinio had for the header, yeah. there's no one near him, no one followed him because no one expected the ball to come in. 
and it, and it, and it was such a good ball as well. Start again. Yeah, sorry, the camera screwed me over there. It, it was such a good ball as well, though, wasn't it? And mm. I think that helps as well, because obviously the player naturally moves over to the left-hand, well, their right-hand side, to try and prevent the cross from coming in. Vitinho snuck around the back and gets it off to a decent start. Um, Cullen, I, you, I, I want to mention him. Brilliant ball for Jay's fourth. Uh, a lot of times he were getting on the ball, he were making things happen. Um, I know John is a big advocate of Jack Cork and also says things like, oh, Jack Cork does things that people don't see. Cullen's the same as well, like, but Cullen, mm. Cullen, Cullen's better on the ball. Um, so them two complement each other perfectly. But that double pivot role were, were brilliant today, but I, I thought Cullen was sensational. Yeah, he put some great tackles in as well. Um, yeah. after, after that assist... I think from that kickoff, he put in a great side and tackle near um, Swansea's dugout. And it was a great challenge. Put it out for a throw, I think. But um, he, he, yeah. he picks it up and he helps us stay in their half and does the quiet things that Jack Cook does as well. Yeah, I, them too. Sometimes I, I do think that, it, not that they frustrate me because they're poor, but playing them two in games like Coventry away or... Mm. You know, uh, Luton at home, Hull at home, no disrespect to these sides, but we could probably do without a double pivot, maybe just one defensive midfielder or, or none at all. Um, but and probably, I'd probably have at least one. Um, but today, against a team that is trying to come at us, who is trying to press us, them two worked perfectly. And I think they will work perfectly in these sort of games against, against teams that are going to come at us, against teams that are trying to attack us, against your Norwiches, against... I don't know. Maybe I don't know how, how the horse fiddlers play. To be honest, I've not watched them. I refuse to watch them. I'm one of them. Um, but you know, sort of like teams, teams like that who were going to come at us. I, I think they were uh, brilliant today. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, two goals, and it, it was weird. It, it was kind of quiet in the first half. Obviously, he got, he got the second with a great finish um, yeah, in the second half. Um, brilliant ball by Cullen, though, as we've just mentioned. Uh, Tottenham two Everton nil for anyone who's wondering, um, but I, th- I thought I thought Jay were brilliant. I, I, I really did. I really did think Jay were brilliant, and and the two goals as well. So that takes him to is it seven goals for the season now? now? Yeah, that's that's a great return after what fourteen games. So you know he's a goal every every other game really. So he, he, he were brilliant today. Well. So, yeah, sorry, what's that? He missed the start of the season. So he's yeah, not even true. Games. True. Remember, obviously, we had Barnsley up top against Huddersfield as well. Um, yeah, Simon Emerson, I do I do agree with you with that. He says, I think Cork and Cullen help our defence massively. I do agree with that. And I think to, in a game like today, they, they were perfect. And I think that's why the defence... I think I think the, they really helped the playing out from the back because there are obviously other options nearby the defence. So when, mm-hmm. obviously, Murich or, or Bayer or, or Taylor Hare where Bellis has the ball, um, them two are there and they're quite easy to pass it to. Uh, so I really do think they help our defence. Um did, uh, speaking of the defence, like they didn't really have too much to do in a sense of any last-ditch tackles, but what they did have to do, they did it brilliantly. And it's two clean sheets in a row for two different goalkeepers as well. So that's only going to help our confidence, isn't it, for, for the you know the games coming up? Yeah, I agree. And um, I saw some people on Twitter when the team was announced saying, oh, it's Arshon Peacock-Farrell to get dropped after getting a clean sheet. But Coventry didn't have a shot on target, yeah. so he didn't have a save to make. Um, and it, he he makes me a bit nervous. I don't really have anything to base that on, <laughs> apart from a, he played in that against City a few years ago, didn't he? So of course we got battered. But, yeah, um, to be fair, we get battered even with poor Pete Net there, don't yeah, we? Yeah, so um, you can't be judged for that. But it just makes me nervous. And then um, Murik makes me slightly less nervous now because I've seen more of him. 
Yeah. And I know what you mean, though. I, 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 feel that, I, I feel that way about Bailey, to be honest. But there's a lot of people who, who feel the same way about Mjoric, um, simply because of the, um, you know, the, the earlier season mishaps mm. with him and, uh, and Cullen. But I'm with you. I'd, I'd rather have Mjoric there. And like you say, I don't understand how people can sit there and say it's harsh on Bailey or I would have started Bailey because he got a clean sheet. Like you say, they didn't have a shot on target. Just do a bit of research. Click on the stats. Look, Bailey had nothing to do. Um I don't know how many shots on target Swansea had today. I remember a header. There was one um, header that was straight at him. Yeah. Um, there was one that got blazed over, I think, but that's why I wasn't on target, so that doesn't count. <laughs> um, there was one that it may have been on target, but I think uh, Vitinho deflected it behind. Yeah, just got the just got the stats up here. Two shots on target for Swansea. We had five. It's, that, we'll get on to that in a minute, how lethal we were. Um, and another thing I want to get on to, I checked, after 10 minutes, I was like, okay, we're getting Burnley here. And that means these days um, that they're, because when people say, oh, you've been Burnley, that means, oh, you've sat back in the counters and you don't deserve to win sort of thing. But now it doesn't mean that. Now it means they had most of the ball. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to Burnley here. And I checked the possession stats after 10 minutes. Yeah. And then had 75% possession after 10 minutes, but it finished on 52% possession to Burnley in 48. So obviously that's quite even that, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, but this time we're, we're, we had uh, 10 shots, five on target. So that's a 50% strike rate there. So that's pretty decent. And with 52% possession and having 10 shots, that's quite decent that, especially when five are on target, which tells me they were all quite decent efforts. So we were better in possession as well today, but I felt that while watching the game. I don't know about you. Yeah, we felt dangerous, and what we got today was counterattacks, which we've not seen for the last however many weeks because no one's attacked us until the last five minutes. Yeah, well, um, I think I think I think I think that's more us sitting back, but I, yeah, yeah. I take your point. But so we've not been able to counter teams, and then today we could. So you know, you had the pace of Martin or Bettino running, then Teller, and just a word on Nathan Teller. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, he might not have scored. He might not have got an assist, but I just thought he was fantastic. His work was great, and they couldn't. Do, yeah, they couldn't do. I I agree with that. I do I do want to chat about Teller actually. Like he's been sensational this season. I think today was one of his better performances actually. Um, but it, which is weird saying that because like you say, he didn't get an assist, he didn't get a goal, and and he's done that so much recently, um, and pretty much all season to be honest. Uh, he's been one of the standout players, but today. They just couldn't handle him. So after the first couple of minutes when he got in behind relatively easily, like he always seems to, with a simple ball over the top and, and a fantastic touch like he always does, they just started cropping him. I don't know I don't know what it was like on, on your stream. Obviously, obviously, I, I'm sat in the Jimmy Max, so I had quite a good view of it. But then after about 35 minutes, they did that tackle on him in the middle. And he, and he went flying. Honestly, he, he went about 10 foot like up in the air yeah. and, and um, like left. It, it was, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Couldn't believe it. And that, that's the only way that they could deal with him. Um, it, he's he's brilliant though, isn't he? Teller. I absolutely love him. He, my little boy is four and it's and it's his favourite and it's his favourite player. Yeah, I um I said to my mates uh, after the Coventry game, you know, never fall in love with a lone player, but I have again. It's far too late for that, isn't it? It's far yeah. too late for that. Like I said, my, my little boy's my little boy's four. So uh, yeah, Simon says started cropping him. Not heard that in a while. I'm sure my age there. I'm sure my age there, Simon. What, what's the word these days, Sean? What's the word these days for fouling people? I've right got there? no idea. My dad always called those tackles a reducer. A reducer. Yeah, that is a proper seventies term, that isn't it? I expect to see that on some sort of like 
Ard Man's film. <laughs> yeah. Give him the um, Whatever that film is. It's gone. It's gone. Um, yeah, Simon. I, I love saying cropping me. That's, that's my favourite one. Uh, Lumbago is serious. And I, I hope you're serious with the comment, mate. He says we need to sign Teller on a permanent. I would love mm. to sign Teller on a permanent. However, I would be very surprised if, especially if we stay down and Southampton stayed up, we, we will do very well to keep hold of him. If, if Southampton go down and we go up, we'll stand a chance. But I think they'll then be looking at us with pound signs in their eyes. So again, we'll have to see. But it, it, it's one of them. Like if we're going into the Premier League and they're coming down, he's going to want to play at the highest level. But Harry does say it is strange Southampton lauding him too, as they're really struggling this year. They are. Um, yeah. Did they drop into the relegation zone today? Um, I'm not sure, but they're down that that end of the table. I've um, I've got a friend who's a Southampton fan, and I messaged him during the game and said. Why did you loan him to us? Because he's magic. And the Southampton fans are pretty unhappy, I think. He said, I've got no idea. We haven't got a clue. He should be starting. I saw a Southampton fan tweet a few days ago um, saying, um, Teller's going to be fantastic for them in the Championship next season, which kind of just sums it up, doesn't it? Because he's fantastic for us in the Championship this season. They're not doing very well. Um, but yeah, it is, it, it's one of them. I, I, I don't understand why they've done it. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be gutted, obviously, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised in January if the Ford ran and they were like, we're going to take him off your hands here. Uh, and I really think that could derail our season because he, he is sensational. But I think today we mm. proved that even though he played really well, that we can get goals and assists without him. So mm. fingers crossed that if that does happen, hopefully it doesn't, um, that we can live without him. Um, obviously gone top of the league today for, you know, a few hours at least. Um, yeah, that, until until 10 o'clock. Um, can we stay there? Not, not forever, but like, do you think we can stay there from now and have a prolonged period at the top, maybe start turning these draws into wins and and put a gap between us and us and third? I'll be happy with a gap between us and third. That's all I'm bothered about. I, I'd still take top six, to be honest. I just want to be in and around it. But yeah, I think... The draws we've had have been frustrating, but I think psychologically getting that clean sheet at Coventry and stopping that, yeah, I think that will be a make a big difference. And um, now that we've done it once, we know we can do it again and we can defend that. Because once Coventry made those subs, they were really flying at us. Yeah, while. true. And they still end up without a shot on target. Um, you know, we're top of the league and we've been moaning about dropping points. Yeah. That's, that's where our standard is. Yeah. And when we stop dropping those points, which I think we will, if if we'd got them already, we'd be eight points ahead. Yeah, exactly. We, we've we've been in a a position, like you say, where we've dropped a lot of points. Obviously, Cardiff rings a bell. <laughs> excuse mm. me, um, Stoke, uh, West Brom, Preston. There's your eight points, and then then you've got the games earlier in the season where I think if we play them again now. We win them, whether it's comfortably or not. I think we beat Hull at home quite easily. Look at the state that they're in for a start. But even if they weren't in that state, even if they were as good as they were in that game, and we are as good as we are now, I think we'd have, we'd have put them to the sword pretty comfortably. Same with Luton. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I, I'm I'm looking more at top two now, and I'm very, very rarely um, overly optimistic. Like, I, I do get optimistic, but I just think, don't say it, because, you know, if you, it'll end up coming yeah. back, especially when you're recording it, it'll end up coming back to bite you on the face. 
Um, but yeah, I, I am very, very confident for the rest of the season. Just read some comments out. It's good to see Phil in the chat. How are you doing, Phil? You're, you're out, right, mate. Uh, Phil Wilcox says, evening, lads. Happy days. Great performance today. Huge credit to company for the team. Uh, the press we put on them won the game. Yes, Phil, I said that earlier in the stream. Um, our press put them under pressure. They couldn't handle it, so they panicked. They have a lost possession or booted it into play or just booted it straight to us. And then the press that they gave us, we just picked them off pretty easily. Um, <clears throat> as you all know, if you're joining the stream live late, that's what I meant to say, if you're joining the live stream late, um, once it's finished, you can watch it on YouTube from the start. And then after I've been to McDonald's, I'll put a podcast up as well because I'm no sponsorship for McDonald's, actually. Um, but I'm going to go to McDonald's after I've done the stream. Um, Tony says, after the massive turnover of players, we're doing far better than I thought we would. And I, yeah, Sean, a word on this, because I <coughs> said quite a lot at the start of the season that I felt like maybe at Christmas we might be like ninth, 10th, you know, just starting to find some form after mm. a slow start. But, you know, it's... it's the clocks go back in what two weeks, and, and we're top of the league already. You know, it, uh, we, we've done so well to be in the position that we're in right now. Hundred um, percent. I've been saying all season. You know, if we're within touching distance of the top six by the World Cup, it's it's good so far, and we're top, and we should be further ahead. Um, and you look at if you look at Forest, who've brought in a similar number of players. It's not worked out for them. Okay, they're in the division above, but it's a similar thing. And we lost some big players. Yeah. You know, we lost England's number one goalkeeper. We lost Ben Mee. We lost Tarkovsky. Club captain, obviously, yeah. Yeah. I was just, I, I was just watching the Spurs-Everton game. It's the first time I've watched Everton this year. And seeing Tarky and McNeil in the... That, it felt weird. Yeah, I, I watched um, Brentford last night. <clears throat> and um, obviously, Aaron Tony scored the penalty. And I was like... I'm not Brighton's biggest fan, so I was like, go on, get in. I love that. And then I, I, I seen Ben Mee celebrating. I'm like, ah, that hurts, actually, that one. Hey, yeah. I always forget. Like, it, it hits you, doesn't it? And and, and you forget yeah. and you see him. But, um, when yeah. When he scored against United, I celebrated. I was like, yes, United have conceded. Yes, Ben Mee scored. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But that just goes to show, like, we've lost these massive players. And as Tony said, you know, we're still doing very, very well. So, yeah. You know, it, we could even end up signing some more players in January, like you know what I mean. We we, we could we could strengthen further. There's been a few debate about um, what's it called, Vegos coming back. Not for me. I don't know. We've had that debate. Um, not not for me. I, it's one of them, though. I, it's if he could if he can come in and guarantee his goals, which a lot of people are saying he will do in this league, <clears throat> then I'd take him back. However, it's 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 the it's the attitude for me. Like we've already got Connor Roberts here, who don't seem to like it here and always whinging. I don't, I don't want, I don't want another bad apple in the dressing room. What are your thoughts? Yeah, objectively speaking, because so, I don't know them personally, I'd rather have Vegas on the bench than Barnes at this point in time. Yeah, true. But we've got that lad on loan from Brentford. And, and as Lemonade says, yeah, I don't know what's happened to him. He's not injured or anything, according to Alex James. And, and as Lemonade says, though, we've still got Twine to come back. Now, mm. I, what's happening with Twine, I'll never know. I was the one that put it on Twitter that he had the calf tear or muscle tear, whatever it was. A, a slight muscle tear, from what I was told, does, I know for a fact it doesn't take this long to come back. I know they say he's had another injury. I don't know. Like, I, it's all a bit fishy to me. I, I've heard certain rumours that I'm not going to speak about because I don't want to put rumours out there without any without any truth. I know other pages do, do things differently. I'm not going to do that. I don't see the point in spreading something in case it's wrong and then just causing more harm. 
But it's just all a bit weird, isn't it? Like, I know a lot of people say he's, he's you know, he's uh, um, got another injury and things like that. But I just think it's all too convenient for me. What What about you? Um, I've just, after years of Goodmanson, I don't tend to look into injuries too much. I'm just waiting for him to be um, was it back on the grass and... Oh God, no! I'm so glad that we don't. Well, I'm going to say I was so glad that we don't have Sean anymore. That's harsh because obviously I love him. He's a legend, and I don't mean it like that. But I'm so glad we don't have to put up with them quotes now. Company, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure the company's here for nine years. We'll be fed up with his, his quotes. But um, yeah, uh, yeah um, I'll, I'll carry on reading some more comments out. Simon says, "If you can't win, the trick is sorry. If if you can't win, the trick isn't to lose. We've done well for where we are." Uh, where we were at the start of the season. Yeah, obviously only lost one game all season. We're on the longest unbeaten run in the entire EFL. Um, only lost like one game in, what is it, 35 championship games or something daft like that. Um, Simon Emerson does say, though, the only worrying thing is there's only 32 games left to play. Um, well, it's like you say, we're over a quarter into the season and we're doing quite well. So um, I'm not too worried about that. And then Phil goes on to say, uh, imagine what we will be like after companies had the four-week World Cup break. Yeah, and obviously a lot of our players won't be going to the World Cup. I think there's only really... Who is there? Connor Roberts? Connor Roberts. Um, that's probably it. Yeah. So, I don't know. What, that was an awful camera phrase, that one. But, um, yeah, so again, they're just going to be... at home. All right, I'm sure they'll have some time off again, obviously, but they're just going to be, you know, training, implementing these ideas over more, as Phil says. Um Right, it's been around 37 minutes now. I do like these to be around, you know, half an hour to 40 minutes. So we will start wrapping it up now. But man of the match, I know I mentioned it earlier. We've already got one vote for Jay. Um, I know I mentioned it earlier, so people have had time to think. Get your comments in now. Um, just I'll, I'll put my opinion across. Sean will pick his man of the match and put his opinion across. Um, and you will all get your comments in. We'll read them all out. Um, and then after that, we'll have a look at the fixtures uh, coming up uh, and see see what, what we think is going to happen. But I don't want to be boring and pick the same one as the sponsors gave. But I said, you know, I, I always do this thing with my dad and they go, and today's man of the match. And I'll always lean over and give mine. And then when it, when it, when it clashes, I'm like, oh, bloody hell. Uh, but I, I, I thought Zururu were class. I was happy to see him in the squad. Um, he's just his feet are so good. Like he, he just gets the ball. He does a bit of a dancing and he does a bit of a sprint and, and he's in behind you. Um, and he's a good looking lad as well. Um, so he's, he's got pretty much everything. Um, but yeah, I thought he was sensational. He gets the ball. He runs at them. Um, and then his finish as well. I don't think I mentioned it earlier. We mentioned Jay's oh, finish. Brilliant. What a finish! Mm. Absolute arrow. I nearly swore then. Not that I don't mind swearing on this channel, but I absolute arrow. Um, great finish, great finish. Um, so yeah, Anas Zorori for me. What about you? Uh, for me, despite not scoring, despite not getting an assist, I thought Nathan Teller was fantastic. It was his uh, pressing pretty much by himself that got Zorori that goal. Mm. Uh, there are a few other examples. There's one where he was pressing the two centre backs and the keeper and then played it out to the full back and it looked like they were away. And then he pressed and he caught him and won as a throw in. Um, he was all over the place and they just couldn't deal with him. They were just fouling him all the time. I just yeah, thought fair enough. I, I, I completely agree. It's, it's hard to pick one player out. So yeah, giving it Anas or giving it Nathan, I thought Cullen's in with a shout. He's not getting mm -hmm. many votes. I thought he were fantastic. Uh, Jay, obviously we've had a few votes for Jay, but let's just see what everyone's saying. 
We obviously we had the vote for Jay earlier on from the Newport fan who I think's left. Um, so he's not put it in again. Um, but Harry says Teller will be getting a call up to the England squad. Um, <laughs> Lumbago says Jay. Simon Edmondson says Jay, but Teller a very close second. Um, Harry says Teller for me. Every time he got the ball, he caused problems. They couldn't cope with him. Agree. Luke says Teller, and then Phil says too many man of the matches, uh, but then goes on to name three. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Teller, Bellis as well. Yeah, he was class. Yeah. I know we mentioned Bayer earlier, but that defence, brilliant. Yeah, they're just so calm, aren't they? They're so young, but they never panic. And yeah, uh, they deal with things early, so it never gets to a a point where you then worry. It feels like, like yeah, there's yeah. never anyone running at us. You go, no, oh, no, they're going to get in behind us here. They just seem to deal with it. Yeah, completely um, agree. They're very, very good defenders, the pair of them. And, and they work really well together. I know there's a guy on my Twitter um, and and Facebook. I won't name him. I'm not sure he watches or listens. Um, but it, he's always fuming when um, Charlie Taylor's dropped. And he put out a very, um, what's the word, a controversial opinion the other day on my post. Uh, and he was like, Charlie Taylor's the best player in our squad. I mean... I am. I love Charlie. I'm not going to sit here and slag him off because he's done very, very well to play uh, as a round peg in a square hole so far this season. But um, I don't. He's another one. I don't see how he comes back into the side. It, it, the back, the back four now for me, apart from rotational purposes, has got to be Martson, um, Bayer, Edward Bellis, and then Vitinho. Yeah. Again, it's like Roberts. I think he's done a good job. Um... He's not done anything where you go, oh, drop him. It's just that everyone's been exceptional. I think we're lucky we've got six players for four positions. Well, possibly more, because we've not seen much of McNally. We've seen a few minutes of Egan Riley. Yeah, but, good to see him come on today. I was very shocked. Yeah, I was. I thought we'd maybe see Charlie Taylor come on. Yeah. Instead. And um, the other substitution that surprised me, I, I thought Taylor would go off. But with the success he was having at running at them, I thought we'd see um, Benson come on as his replacement. And yeah. it was good Benson, who was obviously not as fast. Yeah, I, th- I think I think by that on. point it was a not game management as such, but probably no point in, in putting a fast player on to try and break the lines when we're already falling it up. Um, I'm sure I'm sure for rotational purposes, obviously the squad will change a little bit. Um, for the Birmingham game, uh, so the likes of Benson and maybe even Charlie Taylor might play. But I've got the upcoming fixtures up on the screen. Um, mm. Phil's already started his predictions. Um, that's 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 kind of the reason why I got him up. But um, he says, win Birmingham, draw Sunderland, win Norwich. Um, not necessarily going into predictions as such, Sean, but what are your thoughts on these upcoming fixtures? Because for me... The next two are very winnable. Sunderland have been hit and miss. Birmingham have been more miss than hit, I think. I don't know. But the, the report's sad. Uh, Norwich will be tough, but I think they'll come at us. Um, Reading, they seem to be falling off a cliff. And then Rotherham at home. Like If we don't like literally destroy Rotherham, uh, then, then again, I mean that with the greatest respect, um, then there's something wrong. And then, and then a very tough one um, after that. Sheffield United away. Hopefully, they've still got a few injuries um, at that point because... Again, no disrespect to Blackpool, but teams like Blackpool are going there and, and getting points, and then they lost um, against Preston in midweek. So, oh no, that was mm. Norwich that lost against Preston, wasn't it? Um, but they, you yeah. know they've, they've lost, they've lost recently um, a few times. Um, yeah, Harry says Sunderland on a bad run, aren't they? They were until today when they beat somebody. Can't remember who they beat. 
um, but they beat somebody. Uh, they were 1-0 down, actually, uh, and come back to win it. Uh, but I do think Sunderland are beatable. But, Sean, what, what are you looking at with these, with these fixtures? Yeah, I think Birmingham and Sunderland are going to be... Uh, I think they're going to sit back and let us have the ball and challenge us to break them down. I and mean, then it's if we can. And then if we do get one, can we get a second? Which, recently, we haven't done so much. Obviously, today was a different kind of game. And then if we don't get a second, can we hold firm and keep them out? Uh, that's what I think those two games will be like, and Reading and Rotherham. Norwich, I think, will come to play football, which, based on today, maybe that suits us. Yeah. And Sheffield, the same. Yeah, Sheffield definitely will at Bramall Lane. I think that'll be a very, very tough game. But mm. um, hopefully, um, you know, we can, we can, you know, like I said, they've got a few injuries. So if they do have a few injuries, then... Um, yeah, that's it. Wigan says it would. Uh, Wigan says Phil says it would. Wigan uh, that Sunderland beat today, um, but yeah, it's it's looking good. The Clarets are top of the table. They've beaten a very informed Swansea four uh, 0 uh, and beaten them four 0 and deserve um, to win four 0 But as Lee Greenwood says, you know, we're talking about teams sitting back. We struggle against teams that sit back. Teams that try and play against us that get taken apart. Yes, Lee, I presume you're quite late to the stream because uh, we did say that earlier on. If you are late to the stream, though, do not worry. We're wrapping it up now. Um, so once we have wrapped it up, you can start at the beginning, watch it all again and listen to everything that we've said. But yes, Lee, completely agree. Um, if teams sit back, we, we need to start that, don't we, though, Sean? We need to start putting teams that sit back against us uh, to the sword. That's the next step. If a team sits back against us, I want us to I want us to destroy them so we can then get a bit of confidence uh, against teams like that. Yeah, if you look at what City do for the last however long as Pep's been there, teams go there and sit back against them. We go and park the bus and they still put five past us. Yeah. So there's a way to do it. Yeah. And I'm not saying we're City, but the type of football we're playing at the moment and our position in the league at the moment we need to have that similar ruthlessness. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. That is the next step for Burnley. But obviously very happy. The Clarets are top of the league. Um, they've won 4-0, demolished Swansea and informed Swansea. Um, we are going to wrap up the stream now, though, Sean. Big thank you to coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you back. It's been a few weeks since Sean's been on. It's been a few weeks since I've been able to actually do uh, one of these streams as well because people, um, I think Sam's been on holiday, Neil's been ill, You've been a bit busy, um, mm. so and, and just on my own, I just sometimes feel like people. Why would I, why would somebody want to just watch me go? Yeah, we were good today. Um, so it's always good to get somebody like Sean on. Um, but thank you, to, thank you to Sean for coming on. Thank you to everyone in the yeah, comments. Thanks, uh, and Lee, Lee does say um, good work, Joe. That's not the one I meant to put up. <laughs> I meant to put that one up. Uh, yes, I was late to the stream. As I mentioned, if you are late to the stream, do not worry. Once I have finished this live, you can watch it from the start or you can just go and have a brew now, come back, stick it on your big telly uh, if, if you want to see my mug and Sean's mug uh, on your big telly. Um, and Dan Pierce, just before we do go, says, first time I've been on your stream. Great job, lads. I'm really excited about this Burnley side. Well, Dan, if you are the first, sorry, this is the first time you've been on the stream, please do subscribe if you haven't already. Um, so thank you, everybody, for coming on. Sean, thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, for commenting. And the 60-second review, by the way, is already up. So go and watch that as well. And if you haven't already subscribed, if you've already subscribed, go and like all my videos. I'll see you for the pre-game show uh, before the Birmingham game. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.